Hi everyone, it's Thursday night, 9 o'clock. It's time for the Handicap Rugby Chat That Matters. This is our first show of 2020. We do, of course, have some excellent rugby coming up over the next few weeks. We've got Six Nations starting, Super Rugby, and there's the Champions Cup taking place this weekend. So just to give you a quick rundown of what we're going to do on the show tonight, we're going to be talking Super Rugby outright meetings. We've got a couple of guests to do that. And then we're going to probably touch on Sunday's games as well. And then we've got two new guests joining us as well. We'll introduce them later in the show. We're going to be talking Champions Cup Rugby. It's the final week of group stages. It's always a very interesting week from a betting perspective because there's dead rubbers, there's teams that need bonus points, there's teams that have to wait and see how the matches go. So it's a very complicated weekend and betting often moves quite a bit. But let's introduce the panel first and I'm going to start off down in what has been a very warm Cape Town, but he's still got a, a fire burning in the background. It's Henrik Swat. Henrik, good to have you on and I know for a fact that that fire is for a bri and not to keep you warm. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been very hot here, um, Brent. Um, I was uh, luckily I was at the coast for the for the holidays, and that was a bit more pleasant. Um, but this last week has been scorching down in Cape Town. Sorry for the dry. Um, the, the wood is very dry. Everything's dry and hot over here. So yeah, no, um, I th just told you I'm pre show my wife's in Cape Town, so I'm having. That's the only way I can cook is on the fire. Um, so yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I just put it on a, on a shirt just before the show. Um, after work, I took off I think my I speak wood. for behalf of everyone. Thanks for that, Henrik. <laughs> yeah, no. I, 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 yeah, if it wasn't for the show, I would not have a shirt on. It's very hard <laughs> down there. Excellent. Well, we'll assume that you're wearing all your clothes then, okay? And let's go to the conductor now who joins us uh, from Pretoria. Hey, conductor, good to have you back on the show. How was your festive season? How's it, Brent? Yeah, no, very lacquer. Um, had a stay in Pretoria most of the time, but uh, yeah, very lacquer up here in PTA. It was also a bit, a bit hot, uh, but uh, yeah, a couple of beers uh, pounded away every day. So that's why I'm uh, sticking to the, the, the Earl Grey tonight and not Ken uh, Heineken's as I traditionally do. So trying to uh, get off for the, for the first couple of weeks. But uh, no, thanks, Brent. Yeah, very lacquer December. Um, yeah, the, the rugby has been a bit uh, tough. Uh, Euro rugby is sort of it tries me over, but it's no, it's a poor man's substitute for super rugby. So, uh, chomping at the bits to get ready for some super rugby. Yeah, yeah that's for sure. I mean, you could, it is, I guess, uh, you know, we always we always say we do prefer the super rugby over the northern hemisphere, but a lot of super rugby names, Brendan, they're playing in the north now. You certainly recognize a few of them each weekend, and I know, um, uh, a lot of guys track their progress on that on, on, on Twitter as well. Uh, yeah, there's so many South Africans, but for that matter, New Zealanders and even Aussies playing over there. Yeah, Brent, I think, I think you know, what really struck me was when, you know, it's difficult to see from week to week, you know, you obviously go through the team sheets like a Leicester, then you'll see like a guy like Levanini and uh, Jordan Tafua will pop up in their team sheets. Um, and, you know, you go through the top 14, pro 14 in the English Premiership and you see, obviously, there's a couple of guys, but it only really strikes you when you go through the, that uh, Planet Rugby ins and outs of the squads. Um, I mean, I think the New Zealanders have lost a lot of guys um the bull i mean the bulls have been very i mean the bulls have actually had all their, their locks depleted um so you know as much as i'm looking forward to super rugby i think it's going to be very interesting with a lot of new names uh in the squads and, and you know a lot of sort of lower league guys have had to be promoted because they've just lost so much quality throughout the or through all, through all the the transitions to northern hemisphere 
So certainly means it could be some betting value. We're going to get stuck into that now. Just a welcome to all the boys in the live chat. We will bring up a few comments as we go along. And Shane saying he celebrates his 41st birthday this Sunday, the twilight years. Let me tell you, Shane, I, I know you, you're probably older than the other two boys on the panel, but 41, how long to be 41 again? Let me, let me tell you that right now. Got the body of a 63-year-old. Anyway, have a happy birthday then. But let's get stuck straight into the betting now. And Henrik, let's start with the outright betting, and then we'll move on to the onto the conferences. Now, having a look around, I'm just popping onto Sunbet now, having a look at their odds. I've been on World Sports betting. We had obviously GG Gaming. In fact, what I'm going to do, I'll scroll some odds. Uh, I'll scroll some GG Gaming, Gaming odds at the bottom just to give people an indication. Obviously, prices vary, but we got the Crusaders, fairly firm favourites. The Chiefs, the Hurricanes. I've seen on some books, in fact, New Zealand are the top four sides in the, in, in the division. Have you done anything yet from an outright perspective? Gary, on the previous show, did allude to the fact that you fancy the Sharks, but this, this year. Yeah, Brent, I've got one bet down. I've, I backed the Sharks to go all the way, um, which is dangerous and probably won't happen, but uh, it was a bit of value. Gary had them at 100 to 1. I thought that was too big, so I backed them, um, and he was... Uh, well, the bet didn't go through, and I asked him about it, and he was happy to lay the 100 to 1. Um, it's probably not going to win, but I expect him to make the playoffs, so I'm happy to do that. And then I'm going to back the Chiefs. Um, I, have, I don't see them shortening anymore, so I haven't placed my bet yet. But um, at 72, I think they're good value. The Crusaders were the favourites, and I, I, as you know from previous years, I've been a big um, fan of Razor Robertson at the Crusaders, and um, yeah, they, they've done well the past few years. Um, winning three in a row, but um, I think with losing a few guys um, and Razor being uh, not getting the All Black job, he might just lose a bit of interest and maybe look abroad. So I think there's there's value in taking on the Crusaders just a bit. I know it's dangerous, but I like um, Warren Gatland and he's coming back to the Chiefs and they've got Aaron Cruden back, so he'll make a difference at ten and. Damien McKenzie was um, injured for a, a long period of time last year, and it seems like he'll be ready for the first game as well. Not like you know, we chatted on WhatsApp today, and I'm not the biggest um, Sam Kane fan. He's been um, appointed um, captain, but I still think the Chiefs will go well. So, my, uh, for, on the outright, I'll tip the Chiefs to win it, and uh, I think the Sharks offer some value. Right. Well, just quickly, wanted to touch on that because I was looking, you know, there's been a lot of negative talk about New Zealand suddenly in the press. I mean, they went out of the semifinals. I wouldn't say it was the biggest disaster the way people are making up. But I don't know if you remember, we did a show a while ago. We actually had uh, uh, a guy from New Zealand on as well. And it was titled, Is New Zealand Rugby in Decline? And I put that on YouTube a while ago. And if they have a bad season, I'll certainly be reposting that all over the place because I'd like to think we called it first that maybe their, their rugby is going to struggle for a lot of reasons. Not that they'll ever be weak, but that they may not be be the force of old. Henrik, just before I move to Brendan on this one, I do want to ask you, uh, just had a look at, at some of the betting. Winning nationality. Now, we see New Zealand dominates. I see like 2-9 to nine New Zealand, 15-2 to two South Africa, uh, Australia 10-1. to one. The question is, is there any value in opposing New Zealand in, in an outright? Obviously, you're not going to take the – well, you wouldn't think you're going to take the 2-9 to nine New Zealand in such a long-term bet. You may as well put your money in the, in the bank. But is there any value there in saying, no, I think a South African side could win it and 15-2 to two is good value? I think 15-2 to two is good value. The South Africa inside uh, – well, South Africa, they're on a high um, with winning the World Cup last year. And um, 
with New Zealand losing a lot of players after the World Cup, well, South Africa lost a few as well, but um, the New Zealand, I, I think the Crusaders might be taken on this year. I, I really expect the Islanders and the Hurricanes to struggle this year. I think that they might struggle to make the playoffs. Um, I expect um, three teams from the South African Conference to uh, might make the playoffs, at least two, and I think three, three teams might make the playoffs. So I think there's value, definitely value. And as you know, um, getting the value doesn't mean you'll, you'll get the bet, but I, I agree with you, there's definitely value in that price. Right, let's go across to uh, Brendan now. Brendan, outright betting interest in, in Super Rugby. I know, I mean, I'm amazed. Do you have a job? Let me ask you that up front. Because <laughs> the amount of time you spend studying European rugby, I'm amazed you've even had a chance to look at Super Rugby. I have a job that it gives me the freedom to have a quick glance at my phone. And yeah, in between, I'll grab a quick 10 minutes here or there. But uh, yeah, it's actually quite bad. <laughs> You mean in between looking at your phone, you'll grab a quick 10 minutes of actual work? <laughs> Something like that. Um, have a quick meeting and just try and uh, you know, finish it off quickly so that I can get back to uh, Planet Rugby and Twitter. No, um, well, before you go, I've just got to tell you, I got a message from Hein Dumont, couch critic. He's been on four holidays in the last two months. And he messaged me later and said, he was hoping to come on maybe on the show, but he's too busy at work. I mean, I don't buy that for a, for a second. Absolutely not for a second. But anyway, back to the back to the rugby betting. Uh, Brendan, what do you make of the outright markets there? Any fancies at this stage? You got any money down? Yeah, so Ben, I think I think we. I don't know when we started. I don't know when the outright odds came out. I think it was last year, sort of November, if I can remember correctly. Um, and I think we put on the group. I took some uh, Chiefs outright. And then I multiplied that with uh, Leinster to win the Pro 14. Because if I'm gonna if I'm gonna hang around for about you know four, five, six months, I want at least have some good juice in the game. So uh, I, I took some of that. I, I can't see it. I can't see Leinster losing um, unless they somehow by some fluke focus on the Champions Cup final, which I think they'll make. Um, so I've got them to win Pro 14. Uh, yeah, together with the Chiefs. So I'm quite I, I quite like that bet. And then I've also taken, um, you know, reading through all the ins and outs, I've taken some Jaguares at 12 to 1 on Bet Exchange. Um, I, I don't think that's a bad price considering they made the final last year. They really sort of, I, was, I saw their sort of scores the last sort of six, seven, eight rounds of last year. They really, really played good rugby. They had a disappointing World Cup. I don't know what to put that down to. Maybe they, maybe they were just too tired. I mean, pretty much they played the entire Super Rugby. Yeah. Uh, the, if they'd beaten France, they would have maybe made the quarters you know, a bit of a poor World Cup. But uh, I like them. They've lost a couple of one or two good guys. I've lost Matera um, and Moyana, I think, to overseas. But they've retained a lot of good guys. And even in that World Cup, we saw a lot of superstars coming through, youngsters coming through. So um, with the Crusaders, I'm not, I'm not impressed with the Crusaders pack. Um, uh, they've really got some really journeymen that come through. Um, I agree with, with uh, Henrik. Scott Robertson is good. I did see today that he is being linked with overseas, overseas jobs. So I think that uh, that probably could be where he's headed off to so that he can get some overseas experience that he'll come back to coach uh, the All Black. So, uh, yeah, that's my main my main fancy is uh, cheap. And I really like the Aguaris. Um, I mean, they've got... Montoya uh, 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 is a high favorite human being together with Creevy uh, as they're starting... Uh, Bobby hookers and they've got some decent props and yeah some really decent uh, backline players excellent guys just to mention we'll be running super brew competitions we'll have the usual free to enter one but we also have the 500 rand entry one over super rugby so if you're not involved in that 
Look out for it on the Good for the Game website. I'll post the details over the weekend, and I'll also have the details on next week's show. So I'll probably record a short video for that one as well. So that's then on the on the outright markets. Let's move to the conferences, Brendan. I'll stay with you. Uh, New Zealand Conference Crusaders, obviously firm favourites there. Gary Lenton on the GG Gaming Show basically says he makes us a two-horse race, really, between uh, the, the Crusaders and the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs are around the 18 to 10 mark. Anything? Have you taken that in any multiples? Anything on the New Zealand Conference? Um, Ren, to be to be quite honest with you, man, not yet. Um, but if I, had, I, I think I'm just I'm still favouring the Chiefs there to take the New Zealand Conference. Um, I, I agree with Han. I think the Highlanders will finish last there. Um, I think the Blues. I think the Blues should should be better with Ewan McDonald having a bit more, bit more time there. I don't fancy the Hurricanes. Um, so it's, it's going to be between Chiefs and um, the Crusaders to me. I don't know. What, I don't know what are the odds for the Chiefs conference conference toppers there. Well, the Chiefs to win the conference. Oh, I'll tell you now, it's popping on to WSB. The Chiefs are 26 to 10. That's quite a big price, the Chiefs. I'll, I'll, I'll probably look at taking that. Um, I, I agree with uh, Henrik. I like uh, Gatland. Um, Damien McKenzie will play at 15 is his preferred position. And I have uh, Cruden at, uh, at 10. I mean, he's experienced. And guys like Anton Leonard-Brown, I mean, all black. Sam Kane, all black. Uh, yeah, there is one or two journeymen, but I think there's far more journeymen in a couple of other sides. If you look at a guy like Luke, Luke Romano for um, for the Crusaders, geez, I think that that car is more Big Max than uh, Ronald McDonald. Yes, he's so overweight. Just just even in Marta 10, I was so unimpressed with the, the performance. So if, if, if you look at the Crusaders in Marta 10, I know it's always you shouldn't always say because it's, it's different players, but geez, they weren't impressive at all, eh? Right. Well, let's, there is the betting. I'm on WSP's website at the moment. Eight to ten, twenty-six to ten. That's a big price, the Chiefs. I hadn't shopped around, but I'm I'm making that my bet. My bet so far, I think twenty-six to ten is some serious value there. And then we've got the Hurricanes five to one, Highlanders eleven, and uh, the Blues twelve. Henrik, anything for you in the New Zealand Conference today? Oh, Brent, I didn't um, see WSP's prices. I um, just um, had a look at GG Gaming, and I liked eighteen to ten. About the Chiefs, the so twenty-six to ten is is very is a much bigger price. That's a great price. I like the Chiefs as well. I think the Chiefs will go really well. And like I said, you know, outright, um, they, I, I tip the Chiefs to win Super Rugby this year. So obviously, for twenty-six to ten for the for the conference is a great price. I think the the Hurricanes and the Islanders will struggle this year. My only concern with the Islanders this is that um, Tony Brown is involved there, and I rate him very highly as a coach, and he'll go on to. To be a great coach, um, so that's a bit of a concern. But I think the Islanders have lost a lot of players, um, and with the Hurricanes losing their coach um, halfway through preseason to the All Blacks, and losing um, Bowden Barrett and Oli Sevilla is um, injured. I think so. Yeah, I, I see those two teams struggling. So it's between the Crusaders and the Chiefs for me, and I think the Chiefs will take it. And I see the Blues. Um, pipping the, the Hurricanes and the Islanders in the conference as well. So it would have been actually great to get some um, season match bets on the Blues against the Hurricanes and the Islanders, but yeah, Gary um, didn't price up those. Well, we can ask him. We can always ask him to price up on that one. Let's stay with, with you then for the Australian conference, Henrik. Um, I know the bookies do vary in their betting, but I'll, I'll stay with WSB. Uh, Rebels, 15 to 10. Rumby, 16s. Uh, Waratah, 17 to 4. What you got five to one the Reds and sixty-seven to one the Sunwolves. Yeah, everyone expecting them to have a bad season. Anything on the Aussie conference for you? Yeah, I like the Rebels strong in the Aussie conference. I, I rate Dave Vessels highly as a coach, 
and the the Rebels squad looks pretty good. I think it's between the the Rebels and the Brumbies. Uh, Brumbies always there and thereabouts. I, I expect the Waratahs to really struggle this year. I don't know much about their coach. Um, they've got a new coach, um, but they lost a few um, of the Aussie stars. Um, but yeah, I, I think, and I think the Reds might. They've got a young team. They 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 don't look too bad. But I think the Rebels will take it. And I think at the 15 to 10 at WSB, that looks like a very good price on the Rebels. I think they'll win the Australian Conference. Yeah, I like your confidence there, Henrik. Let's move to you, conductor, Aussie Conference. Yeah, Brent. So I think I basically echo what Henrik has said there. Um, I just need to have a look at that Rumbies pack. I don't know who they've lost. I, I know they've lost. I think that they might have. Not, no, no. I don't think they've lost current Johnny. I'm just trying to think now. But I'll have to have a look and see who they've lost. But um, no, I fancy. The, I also fancy the Rebels at that price. Um, they've got a good backline with uh, with Reese Hodge, Corabetti, Dan Hallett, Petty. They've got a good. You know, they're a good couple of Wallabies in that backline. Um, only, the only one that really worries me is that news come off uh, Tuttle and Lomani. Lomani's a bit of a disaster from Fiji. Uh, but they've got a good, a good forward pack. Um, if the Brumbies don't click, I mean, the, all the Brumbies really did last year was that rolling more. So if they don't click with that uh, this year, then I, I think the Rebels should take it fairly easily. I don't see our Reds. Reds uh, have lost um, uh, uh, that, that uh, main, their main center, that big, that big Fijian guy. He's left to Japan. Karevi. yeah. And he was yeah. literally Captain Courageous. He was everything to them. So I, I don't see him doing anything. I think it's, a, as, as Henrik says, it's a two-horse race between the Brumbies and the, the Rebels. And I don't, I, don't, I don't mind a 15 to 10 uh, in a two-horse race. We'll stay with you then, uh, Conductor. Let's look at the South African Conference. Hagar is 21 to 20. Stormers uh, just shy of a 3 to 1. You've got 19 to 4, the Lions, 15 to 2, the Sharks. We know someone's money has been on them with various bookmakers around the country. And the Bulls, 8 to 1. What do you reckon of the South African Conference? No, I'm, gonna stick, I'm not going to oppose my Jaguaris bet. I'm going to stick with them. I actually, I, I know I know Henrik's quite, hot, you know, quite um, keen on the Sharks. I actually think the Stormers have got a better a better squad this year. Um, I, I, the, only, the only problem I have with the Sharks, I've got a good back line with my Plimpian and Corsi, uh, Estes and an Um. But uh, I don't like Fassi at fullback. He's, he's super quick, but uh, you know, at this level, I'm not sure if I trust him as yet. I don't like Cohen Bosch. Uh, watching him for the bar Barbarians, he's just, there's just no defense there. Um, and we've just lost too many flanks, in my opinion, with, a, with too little quality replacing them. You, you know, it's difficult to replace guys like um, Camille and, and the Dupria brothers. Um, you know, we've, I think we've got Henko Penta. Uh, I think from the cheaters, we've got a couple of guys. I'm not massively keen. We've got some good props, but um, no. To answer your question, my, my first and, and only really bet is the Jaguaris. Right. And uh, Henrik, let's go to you to wrap up the South African Conference. Yeah, Brent. Um, the Jaguaris at, at even money, basically even money, it's a bit short for me to, to back them for, for over a season. Um, they were the um, favourites. They did really well last year. But I like the Sharks. Um, I think the Sharks offer, offer great value. Um, I, I got some 10 to 1. I'll still take, take the 9 to 1 or 8 to 1 um, that's currently available. I think, uh, well, like you know, I, I, I like Brent Janssen for Rensburg, and I, I think you'll, you'll make a big difference there. Not too sure about Sean Everett, but yeah, Brent will make a difference. And I, I'm not the biggest Kevin Bosch fan either, uh, but I think. They've got a solid pack and they've got a good um, backline. 
Um, the rest of the, the conference, the Stormers, well, I think the Stormers, they, they're going to struggle at fly-off and in the centres. I'm not a John Duplessis or a um, Damien Willems a fan. I, I can't see them dictating a game. And having lost um, Damien um, Dalinda, I think they'll struggle in the centres as well. Um, Bulls, they they got uh, Josh Strauss and Mona Stein back, but I'm not a Twitter human fan. And then the Lions, yeah, their the squad actually looks quite all right. I was um, a bit surprised how good the Lions squad looks, but I'm not a, I, I don't know anything about their coach yet. So, yeah, I, I think the value lies in the shops. So I've, I've gone for the shops here. Right, and Henrik, any other long-term bets? I know like GG Gaming have priced up on some match bets. You got involved in any there? Yes, uh, I've got three that I like there, and I've got uh, one bet to qualify for the playoffs and two bets not to qualify for, for the playoffs. So on the, on the um, season lock points, I've gone for the Rebels over the Brumbies. Brent, can I quickly come back? Um, one of my children needs my Yeah, sure, sure. No, 100%. You go for it. We'll get, we'll get Brendan's uh, comments on this. Uh, Henrik's, Henrik's wife's up in Joburg, so he has to go look after the kids. I mean, that's responsible parenting, having a Brian being on a show while you've got the kids there. Um, just a welcome to Couch uh, Critic. Couch, want you to watch the early part of the show. If you missed it, we, we had some comments about your work ethic there, but we'll leave it at that for now. Uh, Brendan, what do you think then of the... About the South African convoy, you you are you giving me your comments on on that yeah, already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, said, I like the Jaguars. I think the I, I just looked at the Bulls the Bulls side. I think they are absolutely paper thin. You know, they're they're plugging in the gaps with John Jay Crea, who's thirty four, and Andres Ferreira also I think he's about thirty four. Josh Strauss must be also in and around thirty four, thirty five. Um, look, they got guys like Mark Bonsardin to come back, but um, no, I don't I don't like the side. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I, the Lions, I, also, I was quite surprised. I think they've plugged the gaps quite well, but, um, you know, it's going to be very difficult to replace guys like Malcolm Marks. Um, I see Lionel Mapu has left. Um, they, they've lost a lot of guys to Japanese rugby. So it's, uh, it is quite tough. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I still, yeah, I, I'm, I've got the Sharks jersey on. I'm a Shark supporter, but, um, I don't, I don't know if I'm really going to be, uh, Pumping the, the, the Sharks. I hope they play well, and I don't want to offend Hein, but I uh, hope Cohen goes well this year. But uh, no, like I said, I, I can't look past the Jaguars. I'm hoping they, they do the business. Right, excellent. But well, we've got our two new guests that have joined us now, and I think that brings us to the end of the Super Rugby conversation. First time guest uh, on Twitter, it's Son of a Punt. On the Good for the Game forum, it's Long Live Punt. Guys, welcome to the show. And uh, yeah, first time we've ever had two guys in one camera. Give, give us an introduction. Uh, how's it, Brent? Uh, thank you very much. Um, it's uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I'm Jordan, and this is Andrew, and we are son of a punt or punts, um, as you, we like to call ourselves. Um, yeah, we're two university students, and uh, we really enjoy our rugby and we really enjoy our betting. Um, so we thought we'd you know start a tipster page, and that's kind of how we got son of a punt started. And yeah, that's our story. Oh, the varsity. I mean, I wish sports betting was legal in South Africa when I was a varsity. That gets you a sign of my age. Lovely. Well, 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 welcome to the show. Um, and sorry, just to confirm, Springbok jersey, that is? Yes, this is the, the only Springbok jersey I could get my hands on in, in Barcelona before the World Cup final. Um, it's not exactly a, an original, but it, it is a Springbok jersey. It does the job. 
<laughs> Excellent. Well, what we're going to talk to you guys about tonight is is the Champions Cup. So uh, you've probably seen uh, Brennan Vessels uh, on, on Twitter as well. He's he's up in the top of the, the screen there, and he's always going to be talking about it. He gets heavily involved in his Champions Cup. I've seen your guys post on Twitter, so I know you're involved in the European rugby as well. So let's get straight into that. Um, we've got we've got an interesting weekend ahead, and I'll stay with you guys now. I mean, this is the final week of of, of group action. So, I mean, we already pretty much, I mean, we are, I think all five groups are actually decided in terms of who's going to win. But we've still got plenty of, plenty of permutations about who's going to get a home quarterfinal, who's potentially get a home country semifinal, if I'm understanding things correctly. Yeah. And, and other teams who've got nothing to play for and Mayfield week aside. So this really is, a, if I could call it a tricky week for punters, but perhaps at the same time, a week of great opportunity for punters. Yeah, um, I think uh, you're completely right there. It's, it makes it quite difficult um, at the beginning of the week when you're not too sure what type of squads the teams are going to release come match day. Um, but I, again, it allows you to speculate on that. And um, yeah, we've, we've had a bit of luck with uh, the, champ the Heineken Cup over the last couple of weeks. So hopefully we can take that into this weekend as well. But there's definitely also a lot of value because um, you know exactly what the teams need. So the team's targeting a bonus point and when they're going to send out a strong team and what they're going to go after. So just knowing and actually being able to bet on what the players want to do as well helps quite a lot. That's it. I mean, Brendan, you'd obviously agree on that. I know you've been looking in the week at various scenarios. The other thing, Brendan, here is that you do have some situations. I see the groups all end, if I'm not mistaken, you know, the groups themselves, it's like a soccer World Cup, the final games are all played at the same time. But there are some teams that, that obviously get to see what's happening in other groups. Because this is a very strange setup in that, yes, the top four goes, is it the top five go through from the groups, but then the three best sort of second place sides go through. So you, you could be watching another group and then that could change. For example, a, a team playing late on could already know they can't qualify or they could. So, Brendan, it's going to be very interesting to see how this weekend play, plays out. Yeah, Brent, I think that, you know, that's something that must definitely be taken into account as, like you say, when, when in football, they normally play at exactly the same time, so that uh, you know you can't really adjust to you, you can't really see what's happened in the other game. You can maybe see what's happened at half time, but uh, you'll pretty much play your best or, or worst or whatever the case may be, depending on where you need to finish. But uh, like you say, the guys playing at say half past seven on Saturday night may really be out or or know what they need to do. Um, you know, luckily I've taken a bit of South, uh, Northampton Saints, and they first up at three o'clock on Saturday, so. Um, you know, hopefully they won't have anything that's going to distract them. They're going to go out full guns uh, to try and win there. So it's as you say, it, it you know it's a lot of a lot of things to factor in uh, in terms of motivation. You don't want to be betting on a team on a Sunday that may potentially be out. I mean, you know, I don't know how much they're going to give it uh, if they if they know they can't qualify playing away. Well, let's start with you then, and, then, and then let's talk about the first two games, and then we'll go to the other guys who I happen to know agree with you, if I remember one of their tweets on, on the Saints. Now, the Saints handicap, Brendan, I think has moved a bit. I think there was some minus three and a half early in the week, so good luck to, to the guys who obviously got onto that. But we're still sitting at, at minus five and a half. They are away to Leon, who really, I guess, have, have, have nothing to play for you. That, that's my understanding of it. Do you still think they're a play at five and a half? Yeah, Brent, I like that. Um, I, I like Chris Boyd as a coach. Um, I think he's really turned Northampton around um, with his style of play. Um, yeah, it's uh, with with the the Reynach and bigger combination. They've really been playing good rugby. They they got beaten badly by Leinster in the in their Champions Cup, which a bit of a which not ideal. Um, Leon was still quite plucky last week with a second string side um, away to Leinster. But uh, I, I've got a feeling um, Leon will still play a second string side. They've got Toulon at home next week. 
and top 14 is their, is their major focus. They're sitting in top 14. Um, and I don't see them really going to try and beat Northampton uh, with a first string side if they've got Toulon, who are playing incredible rugby next week. So uh, I'm, I'm happy with that minus five and a half to, to cover there. Um, yeah, I, I, like, uh, I like the Lucio uh, Ludlam uh, laws um, from uh, Northampton. Yeah, really, really good backline, uh, and they play good, exciting rugby. So I'm, I'm backing that minus five and a half. Let's go to the other game in that group, Benetton up against Leinster. Here we've got a handicap of 18 and a half. Leinster are, of course, the favourites here. Now, Leinster, top of the log, and I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, a bonus point win will pretty much seal seal top spot for, for, for them. Um, but I guess they don't have to do much more than that. Is this a tricky handicap? Is this uh, is this one you're getting involved in? No, Brent, I'm going to stay away from this one. And the reason I say, look, I mean, if I look at the results between Leinster and Benetton, especially in Italy, uh, sometimes it's been, you know, fairly close results, but those are pro 14. So, you know, once again, you know, what is the motivation for Benetton to play the first, you know, first stringers now? Um, and also with the Six Nations just on the, on the, on the cusp, you know, are they really going to risk, um, you know, the, the internationals? Because basically Benetton comprises a lot of the inter Italian internationals. So, I mean, are they really going to risk them against Leinster? Um, I think what one of the guys, uh, the betting stick said, he's going to take some minus 11 and a half. I'd probably take a minus 11 and a half um, in a multi, but I, I probably wouldn't be uh, brave enough to take 17 and a half. If I have a couple of whiskeys uh, on Saturday, yeah. probably might get tucked in there. Excellent. Well, you mentioned the betting stick. He posts his, his picks. He uses an algorithm. Believe it or not, the guy doesn't watch rugby at all, which I find quite amazing. So you can go onto the Good for the Game forum and find that. I'm going to bring uh, Son of a Punt in now, guys. But just quickly, before you, you give us your view on the first two games, on the on the Saints game and the Leinster game, there's two of you. I never realized that until today. I always assumed it was one person behind the account. What, ha what happens before you post a bet? Do you guys both have to be aligned on it? I mean, you must have situations where one likes a plus and one likes a minus. Do you just not tweet it then? Yeah, in those cases, you often wouldn't tweet it and the one would just get on it and I guess it would just be pride between the two of us. Um, but we normally, I, I let all his cricket bets stand as well. I'll, just, <laughs> I'll let him tweet those whether they win or lose. But yeah, otherwise, we just have to have some sort of consensus and then we'll both be aboard. Excellent. Well, am I right in saying you guys uh, tweeted, I think I saw Saints minus three and a half uh, when the betting came out. Uh, you're on the Saints as well. You're in agreement with Brendan there? Just, I wish it was the minus three and a half. Uh, unfortunately, I think we got what minus five. Yeah, even oh, so you, you've got it at the current current sort of line, huh? Yeah, but, uh, yeah. but anyway, minus five and a half. You guys are on there, huh? Yeah, but be pretty happy with that. Uh, Saints have been immense in the last couple of games. Kubis Renock at nine is commanding the show. He's got serious pace. I think it's going to be work advantage there. Also, Naivoro on the wing. It takes about seven of them to tackle him, and he can just offload it to one of those inside centers and they're under the pole. So. Four and a half is good, five and a half is good, but I think we're on the six and a half, which I still think is pretty good. The Saints currently sit on 14 points in the log, so they know a win sets them in good chance, but they'll probably even be after a bonus point win, just because their points difference is so shocking compared to Gloucester's and Saracen's. So they could even be going and targeting quite a big win there. So I think if the, if the four and a half comes through, then the six and a half will come through as well. Excellent. Yeah, I've got that feeling as well. I think if they're going to win this one, they're ultimately going to win it comfortably. So I'd be more than happy to take sort of minus five and a half there. Shane, one of our overseas viewers, saying Benetton plus 19 is the way. Uh, much improved side, and I have to agree with him there. They're, they're not necessarily the rollovers they, they were of past seasons. Uh, you got anything on, on, on this game, guys? Yeah, we actually we took the minus 18 and a half early in the week because 
we, as Brendan said, we thought they weren't going to risk Italian internationals. And uh, the Irish coach, Leo Cullen, or the Lancer coach, said they're going to send over a strong team to finish the job. So we thought a Lancer first team versus a Benetton second team, 18 and a half, looked good. However, recent team news, I saw Benetton are actually going to play a couple of the internationals. So I think the cap pretty sets the match pretty evenly at the moment. But we honoured, so we're going to play it out. Well, Henrik Swadu was on the show before talking Super Rugby. I will, while we're talking, just bring up some of his comments. He uh, was doing, uh, he was on babysitting duty and had to run off. So we'll bring in some of those. But let me go now and have a look at the next uh, set of set of group matches. So we've got Benetton Lens. We talked about. We talked about Leon. So guys, I'll stay with you. Uh, Ulster against Bath. I see a big handicap here. Ulster minus twenty-two and a half here. That's at World Sports Betting. Yeah, um, that's a huge cap. I think. Um, and the Bath coach has indicated that he, he wants to, to, to go out there and try and win this game. Um, and Bath don't often lose by 23-plus. Um, although Elster do need the win and potentially even a bonus point win to, to grab one of those higher um, finishing first positions, um, I do think that Bath are just, even though their, their results haven't been great, they're on the cusp of, of turning, turning their luck. And... Yeah, I think the plus 23.5, is, is it's just too high, and I think the plus has to be the player there. Right, let's move on. We'll, co we'll cover each group of games with each of you, and then I'll go on to to Brendan. So that's that. I'm just on uh, scanning down to the next game. Harlequins plus 12.5 against Clermont. Harlequins plus 12 against Clermont. So uh, Harlequins actually did me a bit dirty last week because I thought they were going to send a second-string team to Bath. But they ended up sending a full-strength team, which included about 1,100 caps in the team. So it was a pretty strong team. And after a bit of research, I found out the reason they did this is because out of their 41 European squad, 20 are injured. So they don't actually have much choice but to play their first team. So it is going to be a first-team Quinns against Clement. And yeah, it's, it's tough to call that one. Clement obviously going to be going for as many points as possible to secure a home semi or at least in the country so it's tough to say i'd probably be favoring the minus 12 and a half in the hope that quinn's make a little few changes in the second half and clement run away with it right let's go up to brendan and get his opinion on those two games start with this one then brendan harlequins clement brent i'm i'm massive on clement there um they tucked they tucked bath away very tidily at the wreck and that's not always easy to do um like the sons of the sons of fun said, um, uh, Harlequins got heaps of injuries. I think they picked up another three injuries after that uh, Bath game. The hooker got injured. He he was their fourth choice hooker. Um, I think they're missing four hookers and five centers. So you know that's very difficult to replace. So um, even if Clement uh, came with the second string side, they got heaps of heaps of talent. Um, you know they got really really exciting centers. They got a big pack. Um, I expect them to, to do the business there. If they are, they're sitting on 22 points at the moment. If they pull off a win there, um, you know, and they'll try, I think they'll probably try for a bonus point win. Um, and they'll, they'll try and hope that Russing loses away to Saracens. Um, and I think, you know, one or, one or two of the top guys, they'll try and pass one or two of the top guys and, gra and grab a, a home, uh, a home quarter there. So I think there's a lot to play for Clement. I, I really, I like the way they play. They'll more than likely play uh, Greg Laidlaw at uh, nine. Um, he suits English conditions with uh, probably Para at ten. Um, and yeah, there, there'll be some exciting players there. You know, the guys are, they got like a Paselli Yato, 
uh, that that crazy Fijian at seven. I mean, he's just yeah. he's a demolisher. So uh, no, I, I like Clemente. That's, that's one of my that's one of my that's my he's my strongest bet for the weekend. Is uh, I've got minus eleven and a half, but I'd still take minus twelve and a half. Okay, excellent. And then on to uh, uh, Ulster against uh, was it Ulster against Bath? 20, 20 odd points handicap there. Brent, I'll be quite honest. I'm staying away from that game uh, in totality. I'm not even having something small on it. And I'll tell you why. It's uh, Ulster have been playing very good rugby. They they really want the win. Um, and and like the, the guys said, um, Bath are going to send a strong team. You know they've got some really strong loose forwards. Um, if they if they do play good rugby, they they'll keep it tight. So. Oof, it, it's tough. Uh, you know, the way Ulster put, put Connacht away, I think, two three weeks ago, you know, stuck, it stuck in my mind in terms of how clinical they were. So, uh, it, it, you know, this is a difficult game to call, so I'm, I'd rather stay out of it. Right, let's move on to the next group of games. We'll, we'll stay with you. And um, looking at Exeter, Exeter Chiefs, who currently uh, top of their group, or they're going to top their group, and they're minus 27.5 against La Rochelle. Oh, Brent, uh, yeah, La Rochelle being out, being a French team away, <laughs> who knows what can happen? Because when they drop their heads, geez, it, it just they just let, they leak points like a flipping flood. So uh, I, I don't know what to make of that handicap. I, I'll, I'll probably stay away there as well. It's, it's, it's a big handicap to me. Uh, but when Exeter get on the roll, those big forwards of theirs, I can, I can see it by 35. Um, so I'll probably, I'll probably end up taking something small on Exeter minus... There's no way I'll put La Rochelle on a plus uh, French team playing away who are who are basically out. And they need to yeah. start focusing on the top 14. So that, that'll be my exit on the minus there. Right. And then the next game in that one is Sale plus four and a half against Glasgow. Yeah, so I mean Glasgow played quite well last week against Exeter. Um I watched I watched this, you know, they didn't show televised the game, I think. So I watched some of the highlights and they, you know, they really played some good rugby. Um, I was very surprised where their second string has put Benetton, a first string Benetton side to the sword in Italy. So, um, um, and I saw Dave Rennie, um, he said, look, they're going to give it everything at sale. Um, I don't know, if, I don't know, I don't, can't really see, I hope so. Oh, look, I've taken Glasgow um, with anticipation that sale won't play their first team. Because, you know, like, we, like you said, Brent, um, you know, and, and like the guys said as well, we, we I've placed some bets on Euro rugby. Not, not we don't know where the the teams are going to land, and you sort of hope they're going to land in your favour. And if they don't land in your favour, you're going to have to scramble to try and hedge or to try and cash out somewhere. But uh, my my hope is that um, you know Glasgow will rock up there. They've got some good Scottish players. Uh, you know, it's, hopefully you'll stick up their hand and play some good rugby and uh, tuck sail away. Right, let's go down to uh, Son of a Panther. Henrik Swat just asking in the in the comments, and I actually was going to ask you at some point as well, where are you guys based? Uh, we're based in Barcelona in Spain. We're currently doing our Masters there. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, holding up the fort in the Northern Hemisphere. Oh, well, okay. Well, that explains your interest in the Northern Hemisphere as well. We can't explain <laughs> the guy above there who sits in Pretoria, but anyway. But <laughs> which, which university are you at there doing the Masters? Uh, we're at a, yeah, we're at a business school called Esade Business School. Okay, right. Well, interesting. Majoring in, in sports in sports betting. Okay. Guys, let's get you on onto this group uh, group games. Exeter a handicap in the high twenties. Is this one to get involved in, or is this yeah. one where you say we won't be tweeting it? I think we 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 we're probably not going to get involved in this handicap. But um, I know as the show is called the handicap, but sometimes we also like to look at points or try scoring. And, um, I mean, I do like Mr. Luke Cowan-Dickey here on the back of that rolling thunder. Um, 
And in saying that, I just want to give a belated Happy New Year's to three of my favorite human beings on the planet, um, Joseph Dweber, uh, Falau Fayinga, and Bongi Mbanambi. So three gentlemen are special. Uh, thank you for being who you are. Um, well, I can tell you, just before you go on, Couch Critic, who's Han DeMont, he, he's a regular on our show. That guy loves nothing more than to back a hooker at the at the back of a rolling mall for first try and any time's try scorer. So he's totally with you guys. And, uh, he's totally with you guys. I'm expecting him to pop up with a comment anytime second because totally those guys have made a lot of punters like yourselves and him a, a lot of money. But, but back to the game there. Yeah, so I mean, I, I'm, I'm quite interested in Luke Cowan Dickey anytime, depending on what the odds are. Um, but otherwise, I mean, same conducted here. I'm, I, I think Exeter could win it by 35, but you never know with this La Rochelle team away. I remember, I think they, they went to sale with a B team and nearly pipped them um, earlier on in the season. So who knows? Um, so we'll stay away from that one. Excellent. Henrik Swartain, Barcelona would have been my last guest. Uh, sale up against Glasgow, guys. Uh, four and a half points here. Glasgow favourites on the road. Yeah, we with Brendan here. Dave Rennie said they're going for it. They need a bonus point. Won't have any hope of staying alive in this competition. So I think the minus four and a half should come through here. Also, it's tough to predict what type of team Sale are going to send out. So it's worth getting on it now. If the B team comes out, then it's happy days. But even in saying that, Sail Sharks played their A team against Lorishaw last weekend. And I think they went down 30-21 or 30-23. So on the minus four and a half, if the A team comes out, then it'll be a good contest. But the minus four and a half should come through. Right, then I'll stay with you guys for the next group of matches. And it's a match that I've been eyeing out all week, I must tell you. Uh, Saracens minus 13 and a half against Russing. I did see some 14 and a half early in the week. Haven't shopped around. Haven't really had the time. What do you make of this one? I've seen, I'll tell you what I've seen. A lot of guys saying, you know, Russing top of the group, that's secure and that they don't have that much to play for. I'm looking at this and going, Russing have got a lot to play for because they could still effectively not get a home, you know, quarterfinal even if, if things go really badly for them. So I'm expecting them to come out great guns. I think Southport and the Good for the Game Forum has uh, has gone Russing. I'd have to check that. But what do you guys make of this one? Yeah, I saw Southpaw uh, took it in a in a double, and to be honest, I, I agree. I've seen 15.5 even around the board, um, but Racing really could do well with that. That win would put them in, in real good shape, and uh, even if they don't win, I mean, they've only lost one in their last 10 games, and I mean, they don't lose big, but in saying that, this a Saracens A team, if it were to finally appear, um, is a scary sight. So, I mean, personally, I, I think... The plus is the is the play, and I think I'll, we'll be taking a small plus, but um, maybe something in play, like if Saracens go seven nil up or ten nil up, then taking like a plus twenty or something along those lines, just for a bit of security. Right, and the other game in that group then is Munster against Ospreys, who must be the worst team in the competition. <laughs> I would say perhaps even by some distance, Munster minus twenty six point five. Yeah, I saw the minus 26 and a half, and I have to agree with you. Ospreys have been shocking. Um, they lost, I mean, they lost to Saracen's B team with a red card last weekend. But in saying that, I actually fancy the Ospreys plus 26 and a half here. Um, Welsh internationals are returning or finding feet. Munster don't have much to play for. Obviously, a bonus point win keeps them alive in this competition, but it's a very, very slim hopes to live on by. Um, once again, this is the stage you're talking about earlier. At this stage, they'll know what's happened earlier and they'll know exactly what they need to do. So if it comes to the fact that they need a bonus point win, absolutely to get them to the qualification, 
then I'll be on that minus 25 and a half. But as it, as it stands, I'm probably going to take the plus. So one of those games, yeah, where you do want to keep a close eye on other results because the betting could actually shift dramatically depending on perhaps on what they what they need to do. Let's go up to Brendan now and get his opinion on the Saracens game. Brendan, I know you were, am I right in saying you were bullish on Saracens early in the week or were you in the racing camp? Uh, yeah, Brent, you know, after that rusting, because luckily I, I cleaned up on that rusting versus uh, Munster games. So I was good on that. And I thought after that game, I thought what I'm going to do is switch immediately to Saris. But I think this is a game I'm definitely going to wait for the, the team sheets to come out. Um, Saris is sitting at 11. And, and, and like we said, you know, it's, it's a bit of a conundrum because, you know, are they going to play a first, a first string sign? Because by the time they kick off on Sunday, they probably might. They'll probably be out of the comp already. Um, but um, where I'm going, there I'm going rusty on the plus. There, I uh, I, I rate Saracens highly. I think they they or they were or are one of the best teams in Europe just with their defence. But um, I agree with you, Brent. So I think uh, I've changed my mind a little bit. I think Racing will get want to get something out of the game just to try and get a better seeding in in, in the in the quarterfinals. So uh, I, and I think they did they did play very well against Munster. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm backing them to do, to do a little bit against Saracens, and I, I can't really see Saracens playing their first string side if they, if they really if they really feel that they, their chances of qualifying are very slim. Yeah, and also the fact that they know they got away, and of course we know what they've got what they got ahead of them in the in, in the in the Premiership as well. Um, I'm going to give you give you the other game now, but to say that I actually like Rusting, yeah, and I'm even thinking of Rusting on the board at around the 92 mark. I do fancy them on the handicap as one of my better bets of the weekend in, in, in the Champions Cup. Munster against Osprey's conductor. Uh, I don't know. There could be a few different variations around, but I see here 26 and a half. Yeah, Brent, it's a, it's a big cap, eh? Um, yeah, I, I thought with Alan Wynne-Jones coming back for the Ospreys, I thought he'd sort of be uh, Captain America for them and really sort of pull up the sock, etc. But they were just absolutely shocking against um, against a really, like, like the guy said, a Saracens B-side. Who had one stage we're down to 13 men um it honestly looked at like ospreys had assembled had assembled their team at some uh, like a bp garage five minutes before the game and sort of uh <laughs> pulled on a jump because they were so shocking i mean they like missed kicks and they, they, they couldn't do a backline move and it, it, it you know it, it was just it was shocking but um that being said i saw an interesting stat i think about six it's i think it said about 75 percent of munster's points came off the kicking tee which means they're not running the ball as well as they should. Um, they've got heaps of quality. You know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they play a first team there um, to try and get get the fans uh, down in Munster fired up. Uh, yeah, they could cover it, but uh, I'm not. I'm not super confident. I'll take something smaller, Munster. Just keep me interested. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a big cap for Munster, who who don't seem to be scoring heaps of points. Right. Let's pop across to the other guys for the final group. Uh, to lose against Gloucester, minus 15 and a half points here, guys. Yeah, again, this is one of these games that really depends on the previous results because <clears throat> for Gloucester, they're one of those teams that could finish a best second and they could really be out of it by the time this game kicks off or they could really be in with a fight. Um, so it depends. And I would say to lose also need the win. Um so it's a tough one to call, and it's one that I would really say it's probably better to make a judgment, you know, come uh, after Saturday afternoon's games. It's probably the right thing to do. Yeah, so just to add on to that. So Gloucester, I think, sitting on 14 points, the, the tournament's still in their hands. So if they win, 
they're guaranteed to go through to the next stages no matter what, unless the Saints beat Leon by a, a massive margin. So Gloucester, they're always going to be have huge intent there. The only thing is with Toulouse, if Russing lose, then they're going to be targeting a big win so they secure one of the home semifinals. So that's kind of what it depends on, the Saracens-Russing game there. Um, but just quickly to stop you there, that, that's pretty big then. If I'm reading it correctly, then assuming the, the, the assuming Russing can beat Saracens, then, and assume, let's assume the other teams uh, all win their game. Then, then, strictly speaking, then the home team here would have nothing really to play for. Yeah. So I mean, they'd be guaranteed of the top of their group, but they know they can't make a, a home quarter. Correct. Exactly. Okay. That, that, yeah, that, that's, in, that's an interesting one because definitely worth watching. And, and certainly if, if Russing do pull something out against Saracens, we could expect the Gloucester line to, to move quite a lot. Sorry, sorry, back to you. I just wanted to check on that. Also, just I looked at conditions, and there's a bit of rain predicted, and we know that Gloucester like to run the ball from five meters past their dead ball line. So, <laughs> rain, Gloucester, it's a bit tough to take the plus, but as we said, just going to wait till the morning of and see what's happened in the competition and take a play from there. Well, if you watch the GG Gaming Gone Mad show earlier, uh, Gary Lenton from GG Gaming was full of praise for Henrik Swat, and Henrik, he does tend to be a coaches and a referee man, and he says there in the comments, Lost as a team he likes, opposing not an Ackerman fan. Let's go on to the uh, the final game there in that group, and that's Montpellier up against Connacht, and Montpellier minus 12 and a half. Yeah, dead rubber. Um, I don't like Connacht personally, although they have got a few of their big guns back, like uh, Carti and Bulliaki and whatnot. But for me, they're a really poor side, and traveling away to France... I mean, I don't think, will they send their best team, will they not? I'm not sure. I personally am going to stay out of it. If I had to pick, I'd probably take the minus. Um, maybe Andrew has a different thought to me, but this is one that we both agreed that we weren't going to get involved in. So this is actually one of the ones that aren't going to go on Twitter because they have a differentiating opinion here. <laughs> um, I'm all, <laughs> Brent is not going to like this. I think he's a Montpellier fan, if I remember correctly, but I'm all over the Connacht plus 12 and a half. Andy Friend said they want to finish off on a high. Sending all the internationals there, I heard Bundiaki, Jack Cardi, a couple of the other guys as well. Montpellier don't have much to play for. I think it'll just be tit for tat. We'll finish it within 7 to 14 points either way. So I think the plus 12 and a half has a bit of value there. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Don't look out for a tweet. Just to mention a couple of guys in the comments, Matthew uh, saying he enjoys your work. And Henrik, I know I've seen a comment on your tweets as well. So also enjoys the reasoning. I think that's something that we've always tried to do on good for the game. You know, if you're going to give up, if you're going to give up a, 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 a bet, you know, give some reasoning behind it. You know, even that way, even when the bet fails, you can at least say the reasoning, <laughs> the reasoning was good. But it's yeah. nice to know that someone's put put the work into the bet. And uh, Brendan, we know you put plenty of work into your bets as well. Uh, as we said earlier, we're not sure how much work you put into your work. But what do you make of, this, uh, you make of the last group of matches there? Uh, to lose against Gloucester? Brent, sorry, man. I, I, I was trying to go back to that Saris game. I misread. I don't know why how I misread that table. Saris is sitting on fourteen. Yeah. So definitely uh, qualify. Yeah. Sorry, man. I thought yeah, I'm between Munster and Saris. So um, I think that that what I'm going to do is I'm not going to put a bet down just yet. I'm going to wait for that team news because if uh, Saris play the full contingent of England. Um, of England internationals, uh, I'd, I'd actually back them to to. 13 and a half is high. Um, I'd maybe go at sort of minus nine and a half, minus eight and a half at five to ten there. I'd back them to to get the job done against Russing if they play. But if they play that same the same team they played against um, 
against Osprey. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. All the way there. Okay. So, uh, sorry, the next game was Toulouse. Uh, uh, Toulouse. Um, yeah, that'd probably be my, my favorite team in Europe. Um, <laughs> Leinster, very clinical. Um, love Leinster. Uh, but to, uh, to lose their foot, their, their rugby is just absolute pornography. It's just uh, dirty to watch the best yeah. of time. So, um, so I mean, I, 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 yeah, with a with a backline of uh, Ramos at fifteen, Colby at eleven, and uh, Uje at fourteen, uh, Peter Key at centre. I love I love the way they play. Um, yeah, uh, I think I probably play Intermac at ten. Uh, good pack of forwards. Um, I'm, I've got them to cover that. Uh, to cover that, uh, I got minus 14. I should just check here. I got minus 14 and a half earlier in the week. Um, and I, I'm happy with that. Uh, Toulouse will want to win. Uh, I think last uh, know that re they really need results to go their way, if I'm correct. I think. Um, and I really back Toulouse uh, to do the job there. I like Hugo Molo as a coach. He, he uh, the way he's got the guys to play, um, yeah, uh, it's, it's a fantastic style of rugby there. Well, I must say to all the viewers out there, if you watched our analysis of the last couple of games, you must be confused as well because we all seem to differ about everything. And I guess that is the beauty of this this final weekend of action. But Brendan, close it off for us with Montpellier. Um, I heard a Andrew say there that uh, he knows you're a bit of a Montpellier fan. Might be because Afrikaans is the official Montpellier language. And minus 12 and a half this weekend. Yeah, Brent, I, 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 as, I, as I said, I bought, the, I bought the Montpellier jersey. I was very much a big fan when Jake was there. He, he made it a bit of a, a, a Saracen side in, in France kind of thing. He had all the Saffirs there. There's even more Saffirs there now with uh, Henri and Johan and, and uh, Francois and uh, Kourbis. And it's really going to be uh, Afrikaans first team language there. Um, they're going to have to get interpreters just to interpret back and forth to, to, to French. Uh, but uh, as the guys said there, it's really a super dead, dead rubber. I'd actually, I'd actually follow them on the plus there. Um, Montpellier, I haven't been playing them. Not, not them, him. Yeah, I thought Montpellier was super poor last week. Um, albeit they sent a second string side. I thought they were just very poor. I, ha I haven't enjoyed the rugby of late. Um, yeah, just something that just doesn't look right there. Uh, so I, I, I like Knocht. Knocht are quite lucky. Um, and hopefully they play guys like Bundy, Aki and Jack Carty, um, who should lift their performance. And uh, I back them on the plus there. Excellent. We're going to come to best bets now. Just a shout out to Chris. We do go live not only on YouTube, but on Facebook as well. So that's uh, very much in its infancy still. But Chris, who's a big horse racing man and based, I think, in Zambia, if I'm not mistaken, he's shouting out there, Brent and the Blues. And, and those that have been following me over the years will know that I've got two blind spots in life, France and the Blues. And on that note, I'm going to be putting money on France, a small amount of money on France, I think, every week for the next four years leading up to the 2023. <laughs> so, Chris, good to have you watching on the show. And, uh, yeah, we'll hopefully grow the Facebook following as well. Guys, that does bring us to the end. It was, a, it was a nice show. I'm certainly quite excited for the Champions Cup this games this weekend. Brendan, I'm going to start with you. Uh, just summarize your, your best bet or couple of bets for the weekend. Brent, like I said, um, in, in terms of uh, Champions Cup, I, I, I like Le Mans. Um, yeah, I was quite impressed with the way they uh, they, they blew Bath away as away, away from home. I don't normally like backing French teams away from home unless they are Clement, Clement to lose. So I like Le Mans there at minus 11 and a half. And um, a bet that you, you may want to have a look at, uh, it's Challenge Cup. And it's Challenge Cup is always a bit... Uh, it's always a bit naughty to sort of play around with because it's a, it's a bit sort of lower league. But um, I very much like Dragons minus 41 and a half against NSI. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. A, yeah, I know. In a, in a side, I get beaten like a, a ginger-headed stepchild every week. So um, I can't expect too much, too much difference this week. If, if you go look at the average, I think they probably take at least 30 every week. Um, no, I, I think Worcester put, I, I think Worcester put 60 past them. So Dragons need the points here to try and qualify for a quarterfinal in the Challenge Cup. Um, and, and I looked at this side. I think they're pretty much playing their first string side um, against NSI. And like I said, they they, they are pretty poor. Um, so when the tries come in, they, I mean, I watched uh, Worcester against NSI last week and there's just literally no defense. So, um, yeah, I quite like those. Two, those are two of my bigger bets. Right. Okay. So that's an interesting game that I must be honest. I haven't studied up on that one at all. Son of a punt. First of all, thanks, guys. It's been a great first show and uh, we'll certainly have you on in the future if you, you're keen to come on and if you can drag yourself away from your studies, which I clearly see you don't spend a lot of <laughs> a lot of time on. What are your best bets then for the weekend? Fred, I, think, I think we have to start with the Saints. I've actually got my Nairo Saints jersey on its way to Barcelona. Some say I look like him. It's my player likeness at the moment as well. So Saints minus four and a half has to be up there. I think they're going to absolutely clean up. I'm looking forward to Navarro running over some some of those French French Lyon players. So that has to be my better better the weekend. Um, oh, sorry, carry on. Henrik commenting on the Six Nations in the chat. Yes. No, no, sorry. And uh, just to uh, follow the conductor there, I actually I stumbled upon this this Russian inner sea side <laughs> once upon a time, a good five <laughs> months ago, and uh, got on some Worcester minus. I don't know, 20 away from home. And they ended up smashing these guys from by about 50. And every time they play, I've now taken the minus against them. Um, so I've got a feeling uh, I could be following suit there. Um, but yeah, I've got to obviously agree with Andy, seeing as we're a team here, the, the Saints minus. And uh, it's probably the best bet. There are a few other decent bets, but uh, we'll probably try save our, our liquid for um, next week's uh, Hamilton Sevens. Okay, great. yeah, the Hamilton Sevens is going to be good on. Well, what we'll probably do next week, we'll probably do a couple of separate shows because I think the Sevens always warrants a show on its own. And I know you guys have also uh, sort of corresponded with Sean Nicholas, Raga Bugger. Uh, and in fact, I see you guys are lining a lot of the bets with him, which is not a bad thing when it comes to Sevens because he's an incredibly sharp punter. We will be doing the show for the Hamilton Sevens and we'll talk about the new structure and all of that sort of stuff as well. But guys, thanks very much. Barcelona on a Thursday night. What do you guys do now? Straight to bed or do you go out to a pub somewhere? Uh, well, if my dad's watching, straight to bed. But uh, <laughs> for everyone else, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be going out. Excellent. Great, guys. Thanks very much. It was great having you on the show. And Conductor, good having you. It was interesting to have you on the Earl Grey tea instead of the beer. Uh, your stamina actually lasted a lot longer through the show. <laughs> don't say that, Brent. Uh, my, my girlfriend just walked in into the house, so don't say that. But, uh, no, <laughs> thanks for the show, Brent. And, yeah, nice to meet you guys. And, yeah, hopefully we can have you on. Yeah, be good to chat with you guys a bit further down the line. Thanks, everyone. A good week of punting. I did put up a banner earlier. If you aren't subscribed yet, a link to the free Good for the Game newsletter. That'll come out tomorrow morning. We are going to have a little betting voucher competition from ggaming.bet there as well. So if you're not subscribed, do get involved there. Thanks to all the guys in the live chat. Always good to have your input. And if you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, do so now down below. Thanks, everyone, for watching, and we'll see you next week.